How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, not not great. No? I should have I, sl- laughed I slept for like three or four hours tops. It was it was awful. That's pretty I, miserable. I don't know. It, today's been very much uh, caffeine and autopilot. Mm-hmm. I even noticed like when I went out for groceries, I like follow the exact same path. I was doing the exact same motions for getting out of my car and grabbing the groceries. I'm just like, body knows what it's doing at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, speaking of being tired for recordings, um, not too long ago, I went back and I was listening to our um, uh, Amori recording. Because, mm-hmm. like, full disclosure, this is exclusive, you know, subscribers-only content. Um, I don't usually listen to the entire podcast before we post it i think (laughs) i think we did like the first month maybe um but that was also because like the recording was so low quality that yeah you're like maybe someone just like ruffled a bag of chips in the middle for 20 seconds yeah it was like looking for active stuff and now there's certain safeguards in place plus after like the third one we're like but it takes like an hour to listen and if Uh i change i have to listen to it for another hour and we're just like that's probably fine Mm mm-hmm exactly it's like if it visually looks good on the wave graph you're like yeah it's probably fine but uh i was listening to it and i was like yeah uh near the opening we acknowledged like i stayed up late playing the game the night before and then woke up early for meetings and like went through the day and stuff and i was like this is very different like pace and enthusiasm and all of that compared to the standard episode so don't feel bad if you listen to that episode jake sounds like me on an average episode Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. It was definitely noticeable for me, at least, though. Um, so we've established precedent. So uh, if it, if ever you're just like, hey, I need to take a brief nap. <laughs> just talk about like D&D for however long. It doesn't matter. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Jake, we hours. talked about D&D <laughs> last night, <laughs> literally last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually had to like hard stop myself because I was like, this is reaching the point where it's a person talking about a thing instead of multiple people eating dinner, enjoying each other's company, (laughs) discussing (laughs) things, you know? Yeah. Um, So that's an important thing to be cognizant of. And as we know, I'm always the opposite. It's like, oh, Dave, what are your passions? I'm like, I eat stuff sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It It was good food. What'd you have? Like beefaroni or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not strictly true. I feel like I've probably talked or I've gotten more food information from you than anyone else across my life. It um, it actually is. I wouldn't say a passion to like the same degree of like it's a, a constant hobby and it's always something that I'm doing and trying to modify or perfect or try new foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have hard opinions about things because like when I eat something. Unless I'm like, it's just eat to live, or I'm like, calories, I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, I am very picky for what I want, and I want it to be good and interesting. Mm-hmm. And especially if I'm cooking for other people, I get more enjoyment and investment out of that because I'm like, I want them to enjoy it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, my My shortcut to this or key to this is just never be acknowledged as someone capable of cooking anything so even if we have people over there will be no expectation right it's like oh what are we going what are we going out to eat you know (laughs) if friends come over (laughs) they know they know right Um, but we've even tried to order in at your place you're like god i'd rather be out (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't even want to try and like reheat some of this in the microwave you know in case it's not delivered fresh you know Uh uh-huh Actually, while we're talking about food, though, um, oh, I got hit me up. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be very satisfied with this. Uh, so we had Soylent in the past, right? But we canceled it because it started to get more expensive. We were getting the um, the chocolate drink um, uh, premixed. The, the creamy chocolate? Uh, I can't remember whether it was the creamy or not. I think not the one that was premixed with coffee. That's a different thing, but, um, but yeah, we, we had it for a long time. It was good. Um, Jenny liked it as well, 
but we're like, we'll cancel it. We're going to figure out financial stuff, mortgage, all of this new house. Um, okay. We've reestablished the point where it's like, it would kind of be convenient if we were short one meal. It wasn't like run to sheets or something like that. Right. Just have some on hand. Yeah, exactly. So I was like doing some comparisons, looking at different like powdered options you could get. And it ended up going with super body fuel is the name of it. But it's like protein plus all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely a protein shake like type thing. It's it does not taste like a chocolate drink. Oh, it no, tastes like a, a protein protein shake. Um, and like grain and stuff like that. You know how like Soylent, I don't know if you had Soylent Classic, but it sort of tastes like cereal, um, like Cheerios. I, think I feel like that's giving it a lot of credit. <laughs> like, but yeah, it was it was much more bland, less mm-hmm. very chocolatey, minty or whatever flavor. It was very, I'm here. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Um, this one, it's got like that grain-ish taste, but like at a higher degree. And the chocolate is not like chocolate candy bar it's like chocolate powder in something because it's you know what it is mm-hmm. um and i was like i had like a couple sips of it i was just like sitting there on the bed and i was like browsing on my phone and uh, jenny came in and was just like are you just are you just like sipping that and i'm like yeah and i was like do you want to go somewhere to get food and we ended up going to sheets anyways <laughs> um so i'm gonna wean myself onto it is the play because we have like a bag of this stuff like it's four I, pounds I will or say... something oh god Mm-hmm. That's almost as much as I have of candy ginger. Anybody? Is, okay. that, is that your meal replacement? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just something I bought in bulk and it'll haunt me for years to come. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that's protein based is typically a lot more. Like you're meant to chug those. Yeah. They, they put some flavor in to like be polite, but mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> to overcome like the gag reflex is basically <laughs> what it is. It's just. Like, I honestly don't mind um, just, like, the vanilla flavor, like, protein powder mm-hmm. for something. And, like, you can add other stuff to it, and it's pretty decent. But at the yeah. same time, it's still a chalky beverage to a degree. And, yeah. like, you just, it's like you get it down you, and you call it a day. Mm-hmm. Also, because yeah, if it sits out for more than five minutes, you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It it says refrigerate first, and I tried like a sip before refrigerating, and it is it is a refrigerate first <laughs> type beverage. It's it's significantly worse if you don't refrigerate it. Yeah, I might end up adding some some sort of sweetener to it, um, but we'll see. We'll overcome it. I've got a little shake with one of those um, a shaker with a uh, aluminum ball you put in there, like the mm-hmm. uh, the whisker looking thing. So. You Oops. put whiskers in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the full cat. <laughs> <laughs> I also I got one of those shaker cups mm-hmm. for that sole intention. Have not used it yet. Yeah. I mean, you don't really need to unless it's a tremendously viscous sort of mix, right? Because like we have just like add to water drink mix powders and things like that. You're like, oh, this is grape. This one's strawberry, watermelon, whatever. Yeah. Those are great. There's no health component to them right um i don't need the whisk necessarily for that but this is straight up like it's gonna be sludge if i'm not careful in the mixing process yeah you're gonna Um, try and drink the whole thing and then choke on a piece of it yeah yes exactly yeah um (laughs) so yeah it's it's an adventure Maybe Speaking I'll do that of... for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, if you want to try any when you're over, um, you absolutely can. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's like passable is probably the the best best I can get with it. Um, maybe at some point I can like whip up some fruit or something to put in there that might make it a little bit better. But the uh, the problem is the reason I purchased it was because it was very, very inexpensive. <laughs> and the more additives I have, the less the point is fulfilled. <laughs> that it's like that it's inexpensive, right? So it's like, yeah, just throw in like uh, passion fruit and stuff like that. Yeah, no, not in this economy. I was debating making a joke about passion fruit, but I was like, no, that's. Mm-hmm. 
I already cut off the segue once. <laughs> That's fair. Second segue. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about different things, uh, depending on the episode. Um, sometimes we talk about friends um, with a friend there. Oh, that's probably the best way to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other times we talk about uh, gaming news. Um, or we can talk about whatever whatever the crap we want. You would be forgiven to think that that last one is what this episode is. But no, we just had 10 minutes of preamble. This is a topic episode. And the topic is uh, spinoffs and video games, which you would know if you read the title. If you didn't read the title, then you autoplayed to this. And that's true devotion. So we appreciate that, too. I would I would be impressed if somebody did that. Yeah. Because it means that we already have an episode out before this one, or I guess after this one. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, yeah, just play them in order. Go go nuts. Most recent to... uh... And then they were like, you know what? I'm going to go for another episode. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was like, what, an hour long? Yeah, we'll go for for another half. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to make this a 10-mile run. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Somebody who takes, you know, that long long to run 10 miles. Yeah, I mean, it would take me an infinite amount of time to run 10 miles (laughs) because there's a fixed stopping point somewhere between starting and 10 miles where I will not continue. Um, Willpower is there, but the lungs, you're like, no. And the body, Mm -hmm. the whole body. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, Particularly if there's running, if that's the qualifier, right? Like hobbling or like crawling. Eventually, I might be able to make it, but running probably not. Um, anyways spinoffs are uh something that we deal with a lot as gamers i think we have a lot of um well i gotta be careful saying gamers because that almost sounds like a curse word now (laughs) my gamers yeah no no it's i'm a i'm a bit of a gamer (laughs) i'm it's like it was at the uh spider-man osborne i was like you know i'm a bit of a gamer myself (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man Spider-Man is one of them, actually. But uh, I think people think of a lot of bad ones or like easy, cheap. Like in the same way you would sell action figures when a movie comes out, you're like, oh, let's just get two code monkeys and like chain them to a computer for seven days. And then whatever exists at that point will sell for full price. I mean, the Matrix is really popular. Let's make a game out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Matrix games, they varied. <laughs> I I wouldn't say that they varied much, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, but there are a lot of examples of like big release movies where it's like, hey, how can we merchandise this? Outside? Like they've already gone to see the movie. Maybe they already have it on DVD or Blu-ray. What else can we do to get their money? Oh, let's make a game. It'll be an interactable thing. They can play through the story. Yeah. And it's some do better than others. Um but I feel like a lot of those instances will typically happen with like major movies or TV shows uh, that are really popular. Certain ones I feel are harder to do. Like I don't think there's ever going to be a Breaking Bad video game per se. <laughs> right. Well, I did play Drug Dealer Simulator. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I put a lot of time into it. <laughs> they just mislabeled it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the IP. Um there's, I think there's a lot of standouts that uh, come out of movies, especially like Disney movies and things like that. Toy Story, I think, had like a, a Game Boy game. Um, Lion King had that like ding near impossible Simba game. To this day, I think that that one was like they didn't tell the developers that it wasn't going to arcades. And so there was you weren't going to get like retries with quarters or anything. <laughs> so they just made it like uselessly hard for no reason. It could have just been like a rush job too. Like maybe they were just not good at making those types of games. Or just like, I mean, it functions. And they're like, that's ah, good enough for us. Let's put it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is a victory like, condition. Uh, you have to if play he's... the game perfectly. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. I guess this one's not exactly related. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about Comic Zone. I don't think that's based off of anything. No. But yeah, old hard games. That's where it came off of. That's where my brain linked up to a previous episode. They, I feel like that's just indicative of a lot of older games again because of like the arcade generation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but eventually they made more casual things, just things that are less pain in the dick. Yeah. I even like I was playing Ratchet and Clank last night and there's like a little glider section. Mm-hmm. It handles like shit. I literally mm-hmm. had to come back today to play it again to like beat that section. But again, I had to play through it like 17 times. Yeah. Yeah. So there's it, it's very much like we're describing basically the turret sequence in a lot of games, right? It's like, hey, you know how we put like some amount of effort at least into Q&A and developing like a workable gameplay mechanic for this? Throw it out. We're not going to use that for the boss fight. We're going to do something completely different. Like we'll have one person play through it once and they won't actually tell us whether it worked or not. <laughs> that's what we're going <laughs> to, that's what we're going to send. Um, so what would you but, say for you is like a, a standout instance of a spinoff that would be off of a probably movie mm-hmm. or book even. Mm. Oh, just in the general case. Um, ooh, that's actually wait is but when you say standout are you saying like any instance this is just a softball or like my favorite one or where, where are you scoping this like i say this to you what's the first thing that jumps to your mind gotcha. as a spinoff so like for me lord of the rings okay um lord of the rings games uh there's been a lot of them so i'm going to qualify because like there was the hobbit game um but like lord of the rings return of the king and two towers for playstation 2 um I didn't even have a PlayStation 2, and I freaking loved that game. It was straight up. Did you, did you ever play it? I don't think so. I remember vaguely, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was kind of like an old third-person run-around fight em up with yeah. more kind of like corridor-type stuff, but you were playing through parts of the story or some major cinematic battles. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what it was, but they had like... You got experience for the kills and you could like level up your characters and their abilities and it all went to your save file. So you're like, I'm level nine Gandalf or whatever the crap. Um, Certain characters were available at different times. And this one stood out to me because I was like, wait a minute. This one's actually good, (laughs) right? Like, I think particularly in the past, I had this association that if you were making a a game based off of a movie, um, it was just a cash in mm-hmm. and it was not likely to stand up to other games that were just made to be fun right <laughs> like um and this one was like it was it was pretty legit like combos and finishers and it was all co-op um i think it could have up to three people three people three, three person co-op oh wow um, which is like crazy right that almost reminds me of gauntlet to a degree yeah mm-hmm was it Gauntlet? Was it basically Gauntlet? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's similar in some ways. I think they had a few more buttons than than Gauntlet did, and I don't think you had to compete over food drops. Um, but similar sort of idea. I think just making it a little bit more gritty and putting it into the um, the Lord of the Rings like cinematic universe, the the Peter Jackson films, and how hardcore mm-hmm. those were, and they're like. Those are good movies, by the way. Like, I know we're not talking about the movies, but those are good movies. So I will say, like, I did enjoy the movies, obviously, because who doesn't? They're really good. Um, But I think anything that's spun off of that instance Mm -hmm. of Lord of the Rings has done really well. Like uh, Shadow of War, I think, was the other one Mm -hmm. that, like, I don't think any... There's not any actual characters from the universe in there. It just in yeah. universe yeah it is very very separated like um it doesn't follow anything from it's like i think it's sourced from the cimmerillion is like where some of the characters came from because that one is like the protagonist basically is like a nobody or isn't really mentioned i'm not a lord of the rings like super nerd um i've full disclosure i've not read the books um, outside of a short little stint that like my sister read me an excerpt from it. I was like, that's freaking cool. Um, I'll definitely come back and read these. But uh, yeah, Shadow of War was kind of just a setup to be like, hey, we have a nemesis system with these orcs. And as far as I know, the main character that is named in Lord of the Rings is Celebrimbor, who was the uh, the ringsmith 
um, that I think made the Rings of Power for elves. But again, I'm not Stephen Colbert. I like how much we tangent to not see this one thing. I know, I know. I well, yeah, I think you asked the question. It was like, does it is it based around that? And it's not. It goes like further into the back into the past. Um, okay, so that might even be considered more of just like a generic high fantasy, yeah, with some ties to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but it's like it, going off of the existing IP as it st- as it stands. Exactly. Yeah. But like, it still did really well. Versus something like again to throw uh, enter the matrix under the bus, mm-hmm. I don't think did well. Granted, it was also at a time of much earlier consoles. Um, controls are probably pretty janky, and other stuff. Yeah, I. It, it was probably not the best time for it, but I also don't know. Like, I don't know what game Enter the Matrix really becomes. Right? It's like, yeah, it's kind of a shooter, but if it's just a shooter, then you're not doing any of the cool fighting. And if you're doing the cool fighting, if you're making that actually good, that's going to take a lot of effort. It was either button mash, I think melee combat, or it's like your punch, punch, kick type stuff. And then yeah. third person guns mm-hmm. is what I remember you know, from watching videos. What's funny about that now that you mentioned Enter the Matrix is it's not the first game to like have bullet time. I'm pretty sure that was Max Payne. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, which is hilarious to me, right? Because that's literally the Matrix's thing. I mean, realistically, again, what we're talking about is them making a game for a movie. And what mm-hmm. are you going to base it off of? Something that already exists. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not actually saying this is true, but for sake of argument, if Gauntlet was used as a template for uh, Two Towers video game mm-hmm. on PlayStation, it would reason uh, that... They're like, hey, what's something that's working where our game or our IP could fit into this? There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think you see that for a lot of games, um, like particularly shooters and things like that. The only one that springs to mind is 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, um, <laughs> just because it's just such a it's hilarious to me that that exists. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's going to be like a, a arena type shooter or something like that with a campaign component. Um it's all just an extension of doom clones, right? Someone found something that worked once. Yeah. And that's just what we're going to that's what we're going to do forever, right? Matrix yeah. had an MMO actually. Believe uh. it or not, it, it <laughs> exists. <laughs> Sony Online Entertainment made that one. I would believe it. There were a good handful of MMOs that City of Heroes as an example, obviously mm-hmm. not directly from anything, but a similar idea. Oh, yeah. The Star Wars one. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxies and thank you. Uh, the Old Republic. The more recent of the two and the one that still exists. <laughs> yeah, but like those did pretty well. Um, for me, fucking Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. The first time you had like really good web slinging um, was obviously based off of the the movies. Uh, the Sam Raimi. Yeah. Films. Um. But man, that was like really fun at the time. Yeah. You had full on web slinging through like an actual decent representation of New York City. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, I've only been there in movies. There's buildings. Um, so it checked out. There are tall buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them is kind of shaped like a flat iron. I'm like, that sounds like New York. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it fit just really well as far as persisting the existing IP and mm-hmm. not changing it too much but making a game version of it. It's just really fun to play as Spider-Man. You really feel like Spider-Man. That's literally what I was curious of. I was just thinking it was like, this is like one of the first games where it's like, you really feel like X where X is like the hero type situation, right? It makes you feel like Batman. It makes you feel like Spider-Man makes you feel like Mewtwo. What game is this? (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, it's a Pokemon Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they but, were they they were good, right? Like Spider Man there, and I think there was um, which one? Uh, Spider Man versus Venom, or Spider Man Web of Shadows, I think is what it was called. Were like a couple really good Spider Man games, and that one you, I think, if I'm recalling the right one, you could play as Spider Man for like half of it, and mm-hmm. the other half you were literally playing as Venom, um, which is just better Spider Man. It's incredibly fun to play as Venom. <laughs> 
Um, Spider-Man has this whole thing. Spoilers for the Spider-Man universe. Um, he doesn't kill people. I know, it's very disappointing. <laughs> Venom doesn't have that compunction. And so they're just like, cool. <laughs> we'll make the game and you can play both of them. And we're not arbitrarily going to add rules to Venom. <laughs> you can just kill people. <laughs> You're like... Yeah, he just constantly throws cars at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or just drain them till they dry, <laughs> until they die. You know, it's like... Uh, it was pretty intense. Drain them till they dry sounds like something else. I know, right? I realized <laughs> as I said it. I know I shared this uh, anecdote previously. So that mm-hmm. makes it bad to share it again, but I will. The tutorial for draining people is Venom in that game. Is it's just like there's a little girl with a balloon. It's like, okay, well, uh, like drain her life energy um until the game's like, all right, that's it. And it like forces you to like release her. Um, and then she like falls on the ground, she's like crying or whatever, and the balloon floats away in a cutscene. And you're <laughs> like, what the crap? That's the tutorial for, for playing Venom. I feel like a balloon floating away is always synonymous with like child misfortune or death. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. Right. They lost their balloon. Oh, their life's gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you but feel I'll... about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. We almost had an episode on this. Is is the backstory for this one? <laughs> um, or did we actually have an episode on this? We didn't actually have the episode because I played for like six hours and then didn't continue. Yeah. And also, I know I've shared this on here, but. Because, again, the initial issue was dumping on the game, thinking it was another game, which mm-hmm. was um, Marvel's Avengers. Right. Yes. Because that Guardians was Square Enix's mm-hmm. thing that flopped. Yeah. And then I was on Discord with somebody who actually worked on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I was like telling them, like, oh, we dumped on your game in our podcast. And then we had to correct because we th- we confused it with a different game. Did that actually she's like, Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. I didn't know One that. of the other discords I'm in, apparently like a good handful of them. A lot of those people are from the UK, but a lot mm-hmm. of them seem to like work in game dev or like game dev adjacent. Hmm. So I'll just hear like random things occasionally. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. What was the story but, though? I interrupted. Oh, that was, that was the story. Oh, she's like, I oh, guess. um, I think she just laughed. Like, because obviously if she worked on it, mm-hmm. um, she has like whatever inside work inside of like oh it was shitty to work on these things or blah 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 uh-huh. or there's some drama here um so like for me as a spectator i was like oh that's that is a fun enjoyable game mm-hmm. she's like i fucking hated it <laughs> yeah yeah this isn't related to the to the topic but like that's a fairly uh that that sentiment comes up sometimes like dragon age inquisition was a game that like they bioware was like really pushing their developers on and mm-hmm. we're like, hey, all right, we're gonna we're gonna crunch, we're gonna get this done. Uh, we have to get it get it done. We have to use this engine. There's all these issues and stuff. And uh, there was an interview like after the fact, and some of the developers were like, we really wanted the outcome of all of this to be you're now proven wrong. The game doesn't sell well, and like it's not the quality that we expect or demand and then yeah. the game sold like really well and it was like yep. way more successful than dragon age 2 and all of this stuff and they're like crap it it worked um but i love those stories i love the the behind the scenes stories yeah it's, it's always something interesting mm-hmm. but like with marvel's guardians of the galaxy obviously based off of movie um but they didn't have the rights to the exact characters and the models the and likeness. the actors the yeah, likenesses for Disney. Um, so, would you count that as a direct spinoff or even a more distant spinoff? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically like a spinoff of the comic books, I think, mm-hmm. instead of the movies. If, if that makes sense, like, I, I I haven't read the comic book, so I'm not sure like whether some of the character traits were like this. Peter Quill is closer to the movies or the comic books or whatever, but. Um, it was close enough that having only watched the movies, um, I was still like, yeah, this absolutely feels like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and that was that was really good for me. Uh, I did actually complete that game. Love the humor in it. Like, love the action. Um, 
and it's not even the type of game that I usually go for, right? But it's good. Yeah. From what overall little I've played of it, um, it's very entertaining and fun. I think six hours is reasonable. Uh, six hours is actually a pretty good chunk of time. There was, um, I'm going to save that story. Listen to the news podcast later. I'll try to remember to talk about that one. Okay. I've, I've reached my quota on side tangents. This is unrelated to the podcast, but hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be related to a future episode if I remember to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's just recent news and how it relates to that. People not actually putting enough time into a game before they review it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's a good example. And some of the some of the better examples are the ones you've described so far in Spider-Man and in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's because they're fun games at their core, while still clearly being made by people who appreciate the source material that it's coming from. Like Guardians had its attitude still, Spider-Man had its action still, um, and its feeling of, you know, adrenaline and power and all of that and being this hero. Um, and they didn't kind of like dumb it down, right? Like compare Spider-Man to like what was it, uh, Superman? 64 oh it's like this terrible That's, freaking game i think it's notoriety is mainly in the controls um mm-hmm. i don't know too much about the other events in the game and how it follows like the story of the yeah. journeys of kal-el but i mean i'm probably sure i'm sure it's shit there too because mm-hmm. yeah like can contrast that though like how cool could you make a superman movie with how powerful superman is like oh, yeah you could do if a you lot. made like hear me out a fighter injustice superman uh it'd be rated m for sure but it would be super freaking fun to play um so like there, there's ways you can take the source material respect it and still make a fun game but if i remember correctly superman 64 was closer to like pilot wings <laughs> it's like you're gonna fly through a circle right all right successful you flew through the circle <laughs> yeah that's not a power trip. <laughs> no. What's insane is for how much, like if it's going to be based off comic books or even books, but more so with comic books, like they've been around for so many years and they have mm. so many different arcs as well. So you can't just look at one thing and be like, oh, this is Batman. This is all Batman's ever been. Mm-hmm. But you have all these different variations to say like, oh, there was this arc. There's a, uh, what was it? The laughing Batman, which is like an alternate universe type scenario like there's so many things to play around with like the groundwork's already been laid out as far as here's the angle here's the approach and from that you can maybe infer different types of gameplay like where's my lobo game that's my question um (laughs) like there's so much stuff in there that you can like fuck around with that i feel like you can definitely find something workable if you're looking for it so the fact that superman 64 became again uh templated off of pilot wings Maybe not the best call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it, it really shows laziness and it's the cash in, right? It's like, oh, we can make some extra money. Don't put as much effort into it as you should. N64 had its limitations. I think everyone understands that. But yeah, it doesn't mean that your game should just straight up be bad. Um, did you have any on your list that were were based off of movies or maybe a book? Uh, for something that was interesting to you as a spinoff? Uh, one that I don't think of as a spinoff, but I always have to be reminded that it is, mm-hmm. uh, Witcher, based off oh, yeah. of the book series. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I've only really played a good portion of Witcher 3 before that uh, that game-halting bug happens consistently on PC. Um, <laughs> I, I do think it's worth I think I think you can't work around <laughs> it, but I'm not, I still have not done the research. You can, but you need to have forethought and planning to do it. It's mm-hmm. it's stupid. But like the writing's really enjoyable. Um I'm sure a lot of it's based off of the book itself. They're not like completely making up a side character's backstory and their motivations and their writing. I'm right. sure they play into a lot of who that character is. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it interesting is the world itself and the characters. Oh yeah. Um, so then just having like someone singing while i'm hacking at ghosts i'm like yeah so like Mm -hmm. the gameplay there is also enjoyable 
because it's it's rounded out enough between here's your combat here's your research and planning here's your hunting here's your talking to people and it feels like you're doing a lot and you're very immersed i'm just doing a witcher 3 episode now you're very Mm -hmm. immersed in the world but like all of those aspects of it are good and true to the source material and it's not just like hey you like that book right please buy this game yes exactly we put a fighting game on top of the book right right it it's it has a universe that is clearly steeped in a lot of world building um and it took them a lot of effort to do it and they built up across two games that i don't really recommend into a third game that i do really recommend to get there but you know that's um that's the payoff um, and they cared about it the whole time like it was very clear that they were big fans and cd project red like went to the author and were like we would love to use your ip to make a video game and the author was like video games are a dying medium give me like 10,000 i don't know if it was 10,000 zloty or 10,000 us dollars equivalent yeah that's it like i don't want any payout beyond that then you can use it for your stupid games um and then it basically launched the company (laughs) didn't he go back after that yeah he sued he he did end up suing them for more money um I can't remember what the I don't recall what the outcome was for there, but hmm. people are still using The Witcher. You know, it ended up being a TV show as well. TV show sounds weird. Netflix, yeah, it was on it's, Netflix. It was a, a television series, basically, mm-hmm. and then now he just shows up in random stuff. Like, hey, have you played Soul Calibur Six? Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, Geralt's in there. Do you try yeah. the new Monster Hunter quest? The other Monster Hunter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's freaking dumb. Capcom so kinda, would out, would bring anything into their games, literally anything, especially their other games. Um, yes. Capcom's full incestuous with their stuff. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's necessarily always bad. Like, I appreciate a good Mega Man reference, but also like you haven't given a fuck about Mega Man in fifty years, so shut the fuck uh-huh. up. There's um, more more Mega Man in in uh, Monster Hunter than in Mega Man over the last five years. So preach, yeah. But that kind of ties into the other part of spinoffs, which is going to be like the genre benders, mm-hmm. as it's phrased here, which is basically just, oh, it's an existing IP I know, but it's going to show up in a different format that that, I'm, that I would be used to. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. Persona 5, really popular game, I'm told, because it's a JRPG. Uh-huh. But they had Persona 5 Breakers, which is now taking that existing IP and doing a spin on it as far as the gameplay approach. This is Strikers? Yes. Yeah, I think you said Breakers, but yeah, Strikers. Strikers, Breakers, Punchers, Kick, whatever you uh-huh. like. Whatever There's a lot of moves. moves. Yeah, lot of moves. Again, I didn't play the game. but That's fair. I haven't either. Yeah, in Persona. Example. I was just going to mention while you're on Persona, Persona mm-hmm. itself is technically a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Going back to the... This is kind of a game based off a game, so sort of disqualified from our list, but... Um, it's it's funny to see how it all uh, inherits. Yeah, you're looking I, at me like <laughs> I, I disagree with something you just said. I guess I do slightly. I think I would take that more of like there are a bunch of Souls likes because mm-hmm. of you know Dark Souls like oh and it became its own genre, right? So I think like this is just another between like Persona Five, Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. or other games in that space they're probably part of the same genre i mean one could have definitely influenced the other as far as oh they did it first We're like oh we can do something similar to that mm-hmm. and evolve it but i think that's a fair point they are they are pretty similar in genre there's just differences yeah um, for sure. between the, the the moment by moment gameplay for how it plays out um, but you stands like... for both of them <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah there you go um dynasty warriors is one that always jumps to mind for me because Mm -hmm. dynasty warriors on its own has a billion games that all kind of play the same but they started doing spin-off games where oh we have dynasty warriors gundam and Mm -hmm. i'm sure it was huge with like a japanese audience and then they did uh the hyrule warriors so Mm -hmm. getting in all the nintendo fans uh, with the zelda ip which is big like it's that really is big. not a crossover I think a lot of people expected. 
or if you have um, (laughs) XCOM and Mario and Rabbids, you know, like there's... Now that one, I don't think they technically. <laughs> I don't think they paid XCOM anyway. No, it was not. That, but it was a, it was a similar type of how XCOM plays as far as tactics. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about these types of spinoffs? I think they take a lot of courage to make them right, and uh, the, some of the few props I would ever give like executives at a company is allowing people to do this right because. Um, like my, one of my examples, one of the big ones is Paper Mario, right? Like Paper Mario was created in an era when Nintendo is like, Mario is our boy, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right? Um, and they're like, okay, well, 2D we can do. That's definitely in Mario's wheelhouse. This turn-based RPG thing, though, that you're thinking of going with, I don't know about that. Uh, and it's a freaking great game. Like it's 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 really good. Um, so I I appreciate that. Whether it succeeds or fails, I would rather see more variety in games. Um, that's kind of a selfish take because I don't have a stake in the failure of a shot that misses. Um, but I don't know. It can be it can be big. Like my list has a lot of games that I think are quite good. Um, Metal Gear Rising, which um, obviously we've had an episode on. It's both of our favorite game. Uh, Revengeance, I'll throw that word in there. Um, it's freaking great, though. Like Platinum Games, freaking great. And not all of that related to Metal Gear, right? Like, how is this tactical stealth espionage under any umbrella? <laughs> um, it's not. But it's no, fun. It's, it's really not. Um, <laughs> I feel like we see the most, I don't want to say risk, but like branching out of an existing IP to other genres mm-hmm. with Nintendo. Like you said, Paper Mario. I'm like, what about Mario RPG? What about Mario and Sonic at the Olympics? What about Mario? Um, I think Strikers is the new one where they're playing <laughs> soccer. Like uh-huh. they have... Mario games will be called do. Strikers. <laughs> Mar- Mario Breakers? Um, yeah, like, they take their IP, they're like, oh, let's keep branching out with that mm-hmm. a lot. You don't That's see true. as much for other Nintendo IPs, like, Metroid hasn't branched in the same way, but, like, Legend I, I of Zelda. I have one on my list, actually. Yeah. Prime. Metroid Prime. Yeah, that was a huge shift from your classic 2D Metroidvania to, like, all right, it's first person. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like action shooter puzzler. You're like, okay. <laughs> sure, yeah. I guess. Also, quite a bit darker, you know, in tone than the average Nintendo game. You get the flashback where uh, Ridley kills your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O- outside of the movie theater. Yeah. Makes you really feel like Batman. <laughs> Metroid does. <laughs> Makes you feel like Batman. <laughs> yeah, there's some, maybe some overlap. Um. This is actually true. A fair number on my list were um, Nintendo. I have Pokemon Go mm-hmm. here as well, which is, I mean, any change in Pokemon is pretty massive, but um, they've proven that they're actually capable of trying with Arceus or Arceus or Arxis or whatever the freak, freaking game's called. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go, also really big. Uh, Mario Kart and the series of Mario games. Um that one doesn't I wouldn't say that one took courage. <laughs> They're like, let's just make a racing game with our characters. Like, fine, whatever. Um and Super Smash Bros., obviously. Had to be mentioned. Oh, is that a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a Nintendo game. Yeah. You could be you could be uh forgiven for not realizing it's a Nintendo game if you just looked at the current ultimate roster. <laughs> You're like Look at the bottom half and a, guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, like this is a fan game and they're going to be sued for a lot of money. <laughs> Mostly by Nintendo. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of these have panned out. I mean, obviously they're on the list because like they've had staying power and yeah. we have good mm-hmm. memories associated with them. An example that always jumps to mind for me of like, hey, what was a, a game crossover that they tried to do but it never actually got made because uh, mm-hmm. it lost funding and direction and other actual things that issues with the development process and planning and management but starcraft ghost oh yeah mm-hmm. hey let's take this character and let's 
literally changed the whole thing on its head. Maybe a first-person shooter game, and it's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to kill Halo. Yeah, it had a lot of issues going. Oh, the Halo it had a lot of things going against it. Yeah, um, and it didn't succeed. But like that is an instance where they were trying to branch out of genre, and then you didn't really hear about it again. Mm-hmm. Another one I think of is Halo Wars. Mm. That was the, RTS. A, the Halo RTS, mm-hmm. which I think I think it reviewed okay, but mm-hmm. it didn't kind of just, it just it passed by very quickly. It didn't become its own series like Mario Kart, where you have edition after edition year after year yeah i think part of that is just because like rts is hard right now it's not it's not a thriving genre not that many people are looking to pick up and play rts games the last one i know i played that was released was like gray goo um and that's been a hot minute at this point i've been playing gray goose ah okay that is a vodka joke jake ah okay gotcha gotcha i was like is this the goose simulator (laughs) or goose game reference or something but that makes sense too um i mean yeah blizzard failed on that count for sure (laughs) and arguably uh they're not really doing much with starcraft at the moment which is you know much to my chagrin but uh, they did one of the spinoffs world of warcraft they're like this is a genre jump for them they're like hey we have an rts they really read the cards on that one, right? Like, I just oh finished God, saying yeah. RTS was, like, on its way out. MMOs, as it turns out, were on the massive way in, and it basically, like, made the company as it exists right now financially, or at least launched it. Yeah, WoW was the the MMO for yes. more than a decade. Mm-hmm. I still remember the uh, Mr. T commercial where he was playing a... <sighs> They're not orcs. Mm-hmm. Was, it a, was it a cow was it a tarin was it, was i'm it just gonna say yes i think it was either or a maybe tauren a troll, or, a troll. or a, a troll but they yeah. had a mohawk which could both be tauren or troll yeah um i could see i could see a troll i could see i could see it yeah i just remember all of those commercials of like these huge celebrities like yeah i play wow this is the character uh-huh. i play and i fight for the, the horde or the alliance it was this huge thing. Literally just trying to break the social stigma for people sitting down and playing computer games all day and neglecting their children. Finally, we made it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's acceptable. Bless. Um, but I mean, even Final Fantasy fourteen, like Final Fantasy is a whole collection of unrelated bullshit. Again, it's mm-hmm. JRPG. But like they're individual stories for the most part that don't connect. Mm-hmm. And then they said, hey, we have this huge wealth of background of all these different stories, all these different characters. What if instead of the typical RPG format, we made an MMO, right? And I'm pretty sure that one's doing okay. That one's doing pretty well, especially with some, uh, some of the downturn of, of wow. Now, admittedly, I think this is their second. This is the second final fantasy that is an MMO. It was like 11 or something. 11 like or 12, I think was, yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like 12 was actually, some of something else but um that was like a japanese mmo which i should qualify that that just seems weird i'd, I'd qualify that <laughs> yeah that was, so like japanese and korean mmos are like super grindy if you go back like a decade mm-hmm. people are willing to put up with like a lot of legitimately i just killed rats in the sewer for 20 hours um and Final Fantasy fourteen is like a modern MMO where you can still spend a ton of time in it, but it's not trying to make you grind rats in the sewers for 30 hours um, or some other nonsense that MMOs have tried to make you do over the years. That's my qualifier. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely improved since then. Mm-hmm. Even when we had that brief stint of a... Uh, not trying to remember the game. What was the MMO we played for like Secret two World. weeks no uh not here not city of heroes um what was see, the genre see we already forgot um it was a kind of simplified mmo but i think initially it was korean gotcha we yeah, had I'm a whole sure. together we had a guild and Oof. it lasted for like two weeks to a month but i've already forgotten the name yeah, I don't I don't remember either actually. Hmm. 
I'm going to scroll through my Steam and then blurt it out (laughs) randomly in 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Um, And I was just going to mention on the Final Fantasy front, like they, for 14, they had their own spinoff. This is is really stretching the topic, but spinoff of their own game. When the game first launched, they were like, we are not really happy with how this all works and we feel like it's incomplete and this kind of sucks and we're sad that it sucks and we're sorry that it sucks and this is the insane part is they're like all right bahamut shows up and he destroys the world essentially and all of the players who were there in the first launch of the game are listed in the credits when you get to it and the the second version of the game that you can play right now but they literally just went back and they're like we're gonna spend you know i think it was a year or a couple of years developing the game to do a second launch they didn't take anyone's money during that time i think they probably did refunds too um but they basically started ground up yes they literally like what publisher is gonna say like oh yeah you can take your mmo off the market for a year yeah that's fine definitely not (laughs) that's the thing you can do just crazy I You're can't find, find it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's no hope. Um, I had some other ones in here that I, I thought were particularly of interest. Uh, a couple I'd just skip over quick um, that were the world was really based off of the world building that was established from like a book in Metro and Stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really feel it in those games. Like the immersion comes from all of this oppressive backstory. Um. Uh, I also this one was an interesting mention for me, but um, Far Cry 2, the reason this is on the list, which is in this Far Cry 2 is where you like play as a guy with um, uh, disease in Africa spread by mosquitoes, malaria, malaria. Yeah, it took it took me a a while to narrow that one down. Um, I didn't even realize it was based off of anything, but it's Heart of Darkness. It's like exactly Heart of Darkness. Um, is Heart of is Darkness a, a book? Yes, it's, it's like an it's an older book about like people who consider themselves civilized going to Africa and dealing with like the uncivilized people there. And then over the course of the book, you realize that these civilized people people are cap- capable of just as dark, if not darker, deeds than these people who would like are living in this uncivilized part of the world. Um, and it was literally Far Cry 2 and I was like wait a minute (laughs) I played through this game and I beat this game and I didn't realize it I thought that was crazy but if you look at it in Wikipedia and it hasn't been vandalized because of our massive podcast following you'll see the Heart of Darkness reference for Fallout uh, or not Fallout, Far Cry 2 that's cool that gives it credit yeah I'm always interested in certain book adaptations basically from like a a bystander's viewpoint because I don't read. I don't look Mm -hmm. into things much at all, but I've always been vaguely interested in like Cthulhu mythos, anything Lovecraftian because it's always vaguely interesting. Oh, Mm -hmm. there's some mystery about that, but you always see so many takes of it, probably for similar interests um, of, Hey, here's a Lovecraftian story told in this way. Oh, it's a mystery. Mm -hmm. You discover Cthulhu at the end. And I feel like, a lot of those that I hear about typically they do okay. Yeah. But then like the final review is like, eh, it's not it doesn't have like a good staying power. Like it's interesting enough in universe, but mm-hmm. the game fail on mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anything that's in like Call of Cthulhu or Innsmouth um space has kind of had that issue. If it's a shooter, it's not that good of a shooter. Um, the AI is not good. They don't manage insanity well or something like that. It's unfortunate, but it's also like by far the biggest thing Lovecraft is known for. And uh, it influences non Cthulhu mythos works like um, amnesia. Right. I would totally believe that amnesia and it's like this concept of the more you learn, the more harmful it is to your sanity. Yeah. Uh, entirely comes from like Cthulhu mythos um, or just the elder gods in general. 
I feel like it's just taken so much of a better spin in like a tabletop space. Like I can't tell you how many times I've played board games that have uh, the Lovecraftian influence, and it's mm-hmm. just oh, this was a fun mechanic to manage insanity as another stat and go yeah. through exploring the world looking for like treasures and whatnot. I don't know. It just with the board game, there's a certain degree of imagination you can kind of set aside for like realm of disbelief and exploration that you don't, you can't translate exactly into a video game because mm-hmm. that's where you notice like, oh, these mechanics do not handle well and they need to because I'm controlling the character and moving around and interacting with AI versus I rolled a die. Mm-hmm. My roll passed or it failed. Yeah, I think like my, my counterpoint example that also isn't a direct counterpoint is Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, it just, it's it's it, inspired for sure. Yes, like it could be an HP Lovecraft story, but the actual mechanics outside of that little insanity number hidden somewhere, um, literally, I don't think it's visible. Right, like I don't think you see what the number is most of the time. Um, Your insight? Yeah, you do insight. You do see insight? Okay. I'm wrong in that case. It's been a while since yeah, I played. Yeah, because you can... I haven't played Bloodborne in a bit, but you can consume something to get it, or after you beat certain bosses, you get insight. And you, if you have certain numbers of insight, you can see more things throughout the game. Yeah. I know one boss is actually really easy if your insight is low. <laughs> it just makes the boss really zero, easy. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is not taking... That's very far divergent from all of the RPG aspects of the Cthulhu mythos and it's like it's an action game it's the most actiony maybe I I think it's more actiony than Sekiro even um souls like so I'd say they're they're pretty close to each other as far as action level but yeah it's definitely full-on gothic horror interwoven with cosmic horror yeah Mm -hmm. it's fun and cool yeah, their approach to it was not... Uh, well, it, they're not like taking a Lovecraft story and saying like, and it's a game. Um, uh-huh. There's like, some of the influences will be included here for our universe. Yeah. Which I think... I mean, th- that's what for Quake... It. <laughs> yeah. As, a, as an aside, that's what Quake did too, right? They took like one of the Lovecraftian gods and it's like, oh, that's just the final boss in Quake. Um, I'm not even going to say its name because H.P. Lovecraft was kind of a very notorious racist in this particular god has a word in its name that sounds very oh. inappropriate yeah um I'll, I'll i'll send it to you on the side if you just look up lists of hp lovecraft elder gods you're gonna be like it's probably that one yeah it's probably that one um i literally was i was talking to someone at work at some point and this is like years back we were just talking in the office and i like mentioned the name and the person was like, what in the world did you just say? And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not that. It's literally it's literally just the name of this elder god. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it was the final boss in Quake. They just, like, literally just stole it, put it at the, the end of the game, kill it with telefragging, and it's done. Uh, hmm. That doesn't count as a spinoff. That's just stealing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so I guess to wrap this out, where would you like to see a good spinoff take place for something that doesn't already exist? Is there a certain movie or IP where you're like, you know what, they could deal oh. with some branching out or oh. this one's this one's this one's a freebie for me because I thought mm-hmm. about this a little bit recently. But like um, some of the books Brandon Sanderson has written, he has like very detailed, explicit magic systems that he like ensures work within an actual construct of reality that might not they might not all easily translate one to one for a game but if you could make it work it's rules right and that's what games need they need rules so i think that could be really awesome in like um stormlight archives world or mistborn world or something like that okay do you have one no. <laughs> okay, that's right. Well, did you did you find the MMO at least that we played? Uh, it was Lost Ark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was that. looking for a more MMO name as I was scrolling. I'm like, nope, just Lost Ark. Both Lost Ark and New World were MMOs. I was just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know how there's the uh, 
the little ramp, uh, the little hill on a roller coaster, and then you you know potentially will go up a large, mm-hmm. large incline, and then there's the big drop. It's just the hill, and then you wrap around pure horizontally, and you get off the ride. Like that was that was my it's, experience. It's the one for games. children, yeah. It's the one yeah. for children. <laughs> it's it's the kids roller coaster. Um, yeah, I actually have to. I know we're basically at time, but um, we had a friend of the show say that we had to at least include this one game, which was um, uh, Star Wars uh, Episode One, I think, Pod Racing, um, as as a spinoff, which is like very I mean, specific. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally from a scene in, I guess, possibly multiple scenes in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that being fun because that oh, would have yeah. been PS2 era, I think. Yeah, it was on uh, N64, so it might have actually been really? PlayStation. Yeah, wow. Um, there, it was one of those games that had like different versions on the different consoles, and it's like if you wanted the good one, you had the PlayStation one, and if you wanted the if you had an N64, that's the version you got. <laughs> like, um, and so, Bullbook had the little fire shooters on the sides mm-hmm. of his pod racer so they could recreate the scene from the movie where you damage other people ah Sebulba my favorite slave owner character <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was cool because they took literally like racing from the movie they're like hey I mean they made it so hype and exciting in episode one you're like that seems cool and fun like they animated it really well made it very hype mm-hmm. so then translating that into would you like to do this as a game like, oh yeah yeah that's cool yeah, if no, only to was... do that with like Fast and the Furious games, you know. Oof. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played a Fast and the Furious game. I'm a Need for Speed apologist. That's um, what I just grew up with. What I'm most used to Need for Speed yeah. Underground. Yeah, yeah, that's a good game. Uh, Star Wars has too many games. We can't go into them. They literally had the uh, LucasArts studio, right? Like they kind of had, they were ahead of the jump. So rather than just making a bunch of ripoffs like through other studios, we're like, ah, oh, we'll just handle it ourselves. Sure, why not? Make a bunch of cool stuff. Lego Star Wars? Yeah, it's... They review pretty well. I haven't played them, but they review pretty well. I will always appreciate Lego humor. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. There's something, something wholesome about it. Yeah. So I guess, in summary for me, the important things are, if you're going to do a spinoff... First, get permission, or else Nintendo's going to come for you. doesn't even matter who you're copying from. Nintendo will come for you. They're the ones with the lawyers. We don't make the rules. Um, and don't just make a game to make a game for the thing. Uh, you're like, Spider-Man game? Have a fun idea for what you can do first um, before you're like, uh, we need to make uh, Pong but with Spider-Man, right? <laughs> um, so combine those two things. Love of the game, love of the source material, and you can probably do it. Yeah, this is what we always talk about as far as like comparing it to what's you look like, oh, it's an obvious cash grab. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's heart and soul is put into something, if the passion is there of, of the, the Christ. Christ yeah. um, <laughs> Jake and I just watch it. So, um, uh-huh. right. Well, it's like, Thursday, so we, oh. we usually we watch it on Thursdays. Fridays, uh, Jake's always making these vaguely anti-Semitic comments. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Remember that guy that he did all that <laughs> stuff to back in that time? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, passion in game development shows. Um, and as far as like, if you're somebody who cares about the source material and then you have a game of it made, you're going to care about it because you want it to be close to what you know and your experience with it. So it's right. heavily divergent or shit like Superman 64. It's uh, painfully obvious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you don't want to poison your fan base. You don't want to poison the community. People should be more excited for the universe that exists once they're done playing your game or they start playing your game or they're in the middle of playing your game because um, that's a good time that's how you sell people the next bout of movie tickets yeah star wars maybe take a note yeah. from that <laughs> yeah take it up from that <laughs> next et take it up from that there you go <laughs> um 
But if you guys have any ideas for uh, spinoffs that you would like to see created, um, we're looking for inspiration for different mechanics that could be in the Soapstone spinoff. Um, we're going to be walking a very tight rope, uh, given that it's literally iconography from Dark Souls. Um, but I think we can make it work. Let us know what mechanics our game should have. Um, or if you have any particular favorite spinoffs, send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the discussion on Facebook, which is, little known fact, a spinoff from MySpace, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.